Okay, so what is up, Jonah? How are you? You played some golf, that was pretty sick. Did you do any research about UFC 252? No, I didn't get a chance to. I researched a couple of the fights. All right, sick. That's the the main and the co-main. Yeah, okay, so for my predictions for the main card because basically like one of the uh one of the like main card fights got canceled because Ian Kutelaba got COVID so he has to like quarantine but hopefully he'll be in there for next next uh like next week's fight I think or maybe later this month I think um but yeah then Herbert Burns Gilbert Burns little brother plugs in that spot so a little bit of a downgrade but not too much but yeah and then so for the UFC 252, Stipe versus Cormier 3, I'm going to go through and do my predictions. So, crap, dude, my phone's like glitching out like it's been so bad. Okay, so for the first bout, I'm pre- yeah, it's uh, – well, actually, I'll do the prelim like featured one, and it's Jim Miller versus Vince something. I have no idea. Pit, uh Pichel or something. I don't know. Jim Miller, he's coming off a really impressive victory. Like Armbar a really hot, like contender Roosevelt Roberts. And I think that's going to be, a, I think this fight could be pretty good, but I, I really like Jim Miller. Like he's looking really strong and he's looking really good. Like he got Lyme's disease a little bit ago, like during kind of like the one, like kind of during like a, not his like kind of in his prime year. So he's kind of been recovering from that and he's looking really good. So I think that he'll, Probably take the dub there. And then moving on to John Dotson versus Marab. Uh, dude, I struggle with Marab's last name. It's like Diavashili. Diavashili. Where is and he from? What is that? I honestly, I can look really fast. Oh, he's from uh, Georgia. Georgia, yeah. Um, John, not like not like the regular Georgia, like Georgia that's in uh, Asia. Is it in Asia or Europe? I think it's Europe. Okay, yeah, but or it, I actually am not completely sure. It's either Eastern Europe or Western Asia. I, yeah, I don't know. No, yeah, he's definitely not from Atlanta. No, <laughs> <laughs> but um, so John Dotson definitely gonna go with. Dude, this one's really hard for me because John Dotson has the resume. Cause he's, he's lost to a few guys, but he beat Nathaniel Wood. Who's like a really up and coming contender at the bantamweight division. Yeah. He's literally lost to like Jimmy Rivera. He's fought Peter Yan, the current champion, lost him in a decision, beat Nathaniel Wood in his last fight out. Marlon Marais lost a split decision to him, who is like one of the um, top contenders in the league. I, I don't, I, in the division, I don't know if he's number one, but he still, uh, he actually might be number one right now, but yeah, he's fought just some absolute beasts like Eddie Wineland, fought Demetrius Johnson, um, Juicy Formega, TJ Dillashaw, Tim Elliott, dude, like so many good fighters. The only thing against Dodson is his age. He's at 35, but who knows? And Diavashila Marab is only 29 and he's kind of in his like prime and he's like a crazy grappler wrestler guy. Um, but he, they have him down as a striker, but his ground game is pretty insane, and he's really aggressive. And he broke his take all time takedown record against Gustavo. Like he took him down so many times, but Gustavo still did a good job. Um, he's on like a four. Marab's on a four fight win streak, so like this t- fight is like a toss up for me. I th- I really think John Dodson could take the dub, but it would not surprise me at all if Marab. But I think I'm gonna have to go with Marab just because he's a younger, probably more hungrier fighter. 
But I don't know though. Like John Dodson's been in it forever. Probably going to be like a close decision though. What do you say? If, I um, could I could see it being a unanimous decision. Yeah. Yeah. If Marab wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can definitely see that for sure. And, um, but besides like Marab, this is going to be a real big step up in competition compared to what else ever, everyone else he's fought. Like he's finally in the top 15 now in the bantamweight. So he's going to have to start fighting some good guys in order to move up in the rankings. You can't fight people below you in order to move up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he's going to have to start. He's going to, it's going to be, it's that's, I'm really excited. Those guys are bangers. Um, and John Dawson stands at a whopping five, three. Jeez. Mm-hmm. And then Herbert Burns is coming off a good dub. I think he got one off like a, yeah, he submitted Evan Dunham. I forget exactly what it was. Yeah. It was a rear naked choke. Um, Herbert Burns looks pretty good. I don't really know much about his, uh, his opponent because his opponent is literally like, it's his first fight in the UFC and he doesn't even have a profile picture. So, um, I, he's, he was in the professional fight league. So I'm pretty sure Herbert Burns is probably going to take this dub, but you never know. As we've seen in the past, there's been so many guys that come in that we have no idea about and they make huge statements coming into the UFC because the UFC knows what they're doing most, most of the time when they're signing guys. Right. And this is a little bit off topic, but if you're like a super short guy, like UFC is probably like one of the best sports you can go try out for, huh? Cause absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, for sure. If you if you're a really athletic, like smaller guy, uh, the UFC is probably like one of your best bets to become, or like MMA. Yeah, just in is, general. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's gonna be a good one. Herbert Burns is really good on the ground. Um, yeah, I'd expect him to be really good because his brother's literally one of the best fighters in the world. Um, so you're then, Burns there. Yeah, definitely Herbert. So I'm going to have to go with Marab. I'm going with Marab and then I'm going to go with Herbert Burns. And then for the uh, third bout of the, um, so yeah, so I'm going with Jim Miller as the, as the pre, as the prelim feature bout also. But then for Dos Santos versus Rosenstrike, I'm probably going to have to go with uh, Jorginho Rosenstrike. Just even though I, I honestly like have no idea. Junior Dos Santos is coming off a couple losses. He's lost to Curtis Blades. And I think, he lost. He lost Curtis Blades earlier this year, and then he lost to Francis Ngannou, which is nothing to be sad about, um, or nothing to hang your head over because he's literally the baddest man on the planet, probably one of them. And Jorginho Rosenstrike just came off a big uh, loss to him to Francis Ngannou as well. Francis Ngannou is basically a heavyweight killer who takes out the best guys in the world because he's an absolute savage. But I think when it comes to this fight, I think that Rosenstrike probably is going to take the dub. Rosenstrike is also like the scariest looking fighter. Like I, he's probably the one that I'd be most intimidated by if I had to get in the octagon with him. Yeah. But Francis Ngannou is way scarier than Rosenstrike. And he, he, he proved it. He literally slept him in like 20 seconds. Oh, really? Francis Ngannou knocked out Rosenstrike in 20 seconds. Is Rosenstrike a hard hitter though? Like if he gets it Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was his fight against Alistair Overeem, the fight before Francis Ngannou, he was literally losing the entire fight, was gonna lose the fight, but he clips Overeem at the very end and won. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. It was round it was literally round five, four minutes fifty six seconds into the fourth round. He knocked him out four seconds left in the round. That's crazy. In the, in the last round. That's crazy. That's about as close as you can get. Yeah. Um the, like yeah, I think I'm gonna have to go with Rosenstrike. So I'm gonna go with uh, 
I'm going with Marab, Burns, Rosenstrike. Then I'm going to have to definitely go with Sugar Sean O'Malley. But Marlon Bear is super good. Just Sugar Sean, though, is just like his striking is crazy, crazy good. And um, Marlon Bear, he lost a good fight to Song Yudong. Some people thought he won. Um, but he he's a really good fighter. He beat Andre Yule, Frankie Signs. Like he has fought some good guys and he definitely has more experience than Sean O'Malley. And this is going to be a big step up for Sean, but I think he's ready to take it. Like I think Sean O'Malley, he's really, he's ready to take on like the best guys in the UFC. But I I think that UFC is just trying to be patient with him because they don't want to push him into something too quickly. And then automatically if he loses, like he loses like his marketability, I guess, because he's an undefeated fighter. And like when you have an undefeated fighter or a fighter, that's like really good. And as likable as him, you want to like, you want to like protect him in a way, you know, but I really like sugar Sean. He's, he's freaking insanity. Like he, he is one punch knockout power. Like he doesn't look like he would have it, but he literally does. Like he literally did a faint, like a faint uppercut and then to like over right hand or something like that and knocked out Eddie Wineland and he just slept him and it didn't even look like too crazy a shot, but he just, he's so accurate. And he just does so many crazy things that he, I don't know. He's just, he's one of those guys like Conor McGregor, like when he says something, you believe it. And so like, if he says he's going to go knock someone out, you don't doubt it. So I'm going to have to go sugar shot on that. And then as for the main event of the evening, I'm definitely going to go with my uh, dude. I'm going to go with Daniel Cormier. Yeah, it's kind of the safe pick, right? Because hasn't he been the champion before? Wait, they're both underdogs? How does that work? Uh, it's just so like Vegas is guaranteed to make money, you know? Because like the lines are never completely... I mean, they're both favorites. How does that work? Yeah, the lines, the lines are never like completely even, you know? Because like then it would be impossible for like Vegas to make money over the long haul. So it's... Like, I think it's called, like, the rake, where um, where they make it. So, like, so like both ways they make money. That probably doesn't really make sense, but. Yeah, but I'm going to have to go with Daniel on this one. Daniel Cormier, like, Stipe does look really good, and he's, like, looks really good for a heavyweight. Like, he's pretty cut. He's pretty shredded, but. Daniel Cormier for the amount of rounds that they fought, they fought like a total of like 25 minutes basically. And I think that Daniel Cormier has won the majority of those minutes. And he was literally winning the entire fight. He was pretty much beating Stipe Miocic the the whole time, the second fight. But Stipe made like the best mid-fight adjustment that started going to the body. And for some reason, Cormier didn't want to... Um, like protect his body like he didn't want to like make any adjustments or go to the ground and um steepy just took advantage of it and eventually turned it into a tko or like a knockout and then but it was really interesting because um daniel cormier was like getting out of his like realm his coaches were really like emphasizing like take this fight to the ground like and he was like he just fell in love on his like um standing and trading with miochik on the feet and it just kind of ended up biting him in the butt but you know that's just how it works sometimes so you feel- their egos probably get in the way too. Like they don't want to feel like they're being out punched. And so they try to like fight them that way, even though they have no chance of winning. Yeah. The thing but was, like, with Cormier, he was basically winning everything, but 
Um, he just, for some reason, he just stopped listening to his coaches. And he even admitted that he's like, this is like the first time I've ever stopped listening to my coaches and it ended up um, costing me in the end. So yeah, I, I really like this fight. I really like this card. It would have been really sick if Ian Kudzilaba would have fought, but he'll be on another card. He, he's like, he's an insane light heavyweight, super heavy hands. Um, but Herbert Burns being plugged into the pay-per-view, that's pretty sick. It's pretty sweet to have two brothers that are like at the top of their game right now. But yeah. Um, do you have any comments on that? I don't think so. That's all. Those all sound like pretty good picks, but yeah, that's basically what, what fight is the one you're most looking forward to in terms of entertainment value. Sugar Sean's fights are always like the best. Like he's always so exciting and he literally dyed his hair, the like of the uh, Ecuadorian fly. Cause that's where Marlon, his opponents from Marlon Chitavera and Marlon Chitavera. He's like, I don't really care. My like, he can't really get it and get into my head. And he's, he literally said like my, uh, my skin's as thick as Sean's mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. Like hearing guys that like don't really speak English, but they like are trying their best and then they end up like roasting you. It's so funny. Cause like the way they piece sentences together is hilarious sometimes, but yeah. So is he um, going to keep his hair dyed? Do you think even for the fight or was that just sort of a pregame? No. Yeah. He's going to keep, he's, he's, he dyed it rainbow for his like, his last time out and everybody loved it. And now he's doing it for uh, this one. And I think it's just going to be a reoccurring theme. That's funny. Yeah. yeah he looks kind of crazy. The rainbow here is wild. Yeah, it is wild. Um, But yeah, that's basically it for UFC 252. It's going to be a sick card. I'll do a recap on that. And yeah. Um, So wait, is the Eastern Conference finals, ba- I mean, the playoffs basically like set in stone almost? Yeah, for sure. Is and, it actually? Yeah. Oh, okay. And same with the Western Conference, pretty much. Although Denver and the Clippers could still, in theory, swap places, but it kind of seems doubtful. I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah. the The Western Conference is still pretty. Is it still open? They're gonna have a playing game, right? Yeah, and so the way that's gonna work is right now. It goes Portland, Memphis, Phoenix, San Antonio in the ranking in the rankings. Yeah, and basically they all four play tomorrow. And what's going to happen is if you lose, then you drop below any of the teams below you that win. And if you win, you rise above any of the losers who are ranked above you. Does that sort of make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So if like if like the Spurs are at the bottom and they win, but say, like, the Suns and the Grizzlies lose, the Spurs will pass, like, the Suns and the Grizzlies, but they wouldn't pass the Blazers if the Blazers also won. So it's pretty straightforward, but it's going to make for a bit of a dramatic afternoon because everybody's definitely still in it. Yeah, I think that the Blazers are actually going to make a run. Me too. I hope but so. But they have to play the Lakers, though, but they'll get past, they can get past the Lakers. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Luck. Luckily, even though the Lakers are probably a better team than us, we just happen to match up really well against them. So I think it will give them a fight, if nothing else. No, yeah, I think I think that they have a chance to get past the uh, Lakers, though. For sure, I do. The, honestly, the Blazers could literally make it to the finals if they if they like. I think that they could get past the Clippers. 
like it, like say say Kawhi or something just like is off. Like you never know. The Blazers could get past the Clippers. Yeah, the Blazers could literally make it to the finals. I think they're playing. They're so hot. I don't really see us getting past the Clippers. That would be tough, especially by then we're in the conference finals, and the Blazers have such a short rotation that everybody's probably a little tired by then. But I see the Lakers as a possibility for sure. Yeah. It's so sick though, like for the UFC, how many guys are actually getting opportunities right now because they seem they need so many guys to fight. Like there's yeah. like the Dana White's contender series that they have right now, and he usually doesn't give out like five contracts, but yesterday he did. Like they have like fights where like these contenders or whatever they fight, and then um whoever like performs the best, he gives a UFC contract to, and he literally gave everybody contracts, which is pretty sick. Yeah, and I, I'm actually really excited because like there's guys that are just like that you never heard of that that are probably going to be studs and it's just like fun to watch them at the beginning of their career not like like the beginning but like watching their first fight ever and then following them through is pretty sick did you see where our girl Paige van zant got her next contract yeah i know bare knuckle fighting champion like why would you i was literally talking about this last time i don't like that i don't like bare knuckle fighting champions it's literally so gross yeah I don't know why she would do that. She wants to prove to everybody that she's not just a pretty face, but it's like, I want to know what her boyfriend's take or her husband's take on that is like, like just for like your health. Like that's not cool. Like she, if she actually faces a professional boxer that is legit, she's going to get absolutely peppered. Yeah. She's going to get pretty messed up. I feel like yeah, there's, unless you get a, like a first round quick knockout, you're going to get massively injured. Yeah, even if you win, probably. Dude, they're literally Artem Lobov versus like Brand, like some guy, some Knight, Knight guy. His last name is Knight. He, their faces are completely swollen, and they're like, it's just like that doesn't look like fundamental. There's not amount. There's no amount of money that can um, justify getting the shit beat out of me like that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm sure they're getting paid a crap ton of money, making a good living, but still, like you are going to have permanent facial damage and you're going to need like facial reconstruction surgeries. You really, you, you really think they make a lot of money? I think that they, they better. I think that, well, I don't think Paige Van Zant would have left the UFC and signed with bare knuckle fighting championships if she didn't make a lot of money. Yeah. I've never really heard of somebody watching bare knuckle fighting this. So it's hard. I, to it's actually more popular than you. It's not as popular, but it's like pretty popular. Actually. Like I think they do like, I think it is it. I think it might be. It was it, it. They do like pay-per-view kind of stuff. I don't know if it's on DAZN or what it's through, but they have. I don't know. Uh, let me check. But it's just a brutal thing, and I don't. I don't like it at all. There's always been talk of like if the UFC might transition and like what the UFC would be like if it was bare knuckle. It wouldn't be nearly as fighting as as fun because the guys would just go to straight to grappling. Yeah, just because they both want to avoid it. But if if you got rid of gloves in mixed martial arts, you would. The, I think the injuries would decrease a crap ton because you there wouldn't be as many strikes, and the strikes are basically what um, there'd be. But there would probably be more kicking, and that's is that, pretty. Is that the theory behind wanting to go bare knuckles? Do most of the people who want that say they want it because of reduced injuries? Yeah. You would yeah. reduce injuries by a crap ton. Um, but in boxing, all you have to, all you can use is your hands. So you're obviously, you know what I mean? It's 
just it's it's way worse. But bare knuckle fighting championship. I think it is it the zone. I don't know. Oh yeah, does I think the zone teams up with bare knuckle fighting championship for f- special C. I don't know, but they make they make money, which is crazy. Yeah. Would you be interested in watching Paige Van Zant's first bare knuckle fighting match? I will never buy that. I will watch the highlights, but no. Yeah. Like one of Conor McGregor's training partners, Artem, Artem Lobov, like I was really interested to see because he fought a guy, Pauly Malinaji, that had beef with Conor McGregor and wanted to like fight him before one of his, uh, like Conor, he, he, he like, Pauly Malinaji helped Conor McGregor train for his fight against Floyd Mayweather and apparently like Connor beat the crap out of Polly, but Polly like refuse refutes it. And, oh, he, and he's like, and so he, he, he just wanted to piggyback off of Connor McGregor and get a little popularity. But he, Connor McGregor literally released some footage and he was absolutely destroying and everybody there vouched for Connor McGregor that he was killing him. But yeah, Polly wanted to fight Connor and I don't think that will never happen. But the next best thing was to fight Connor's training partner and Artem Lobov and Artem Lobov, Lobov literally beat Polly Malinaji. So Polly Malinaji. Is a no go. He would if Polymanology fought Conor McGregor in a boxing match. Conor McGregor would probably beat him. A lot of people yeah. don't want to admit it, but I'm pretty sure he would. Like he was literally peppering him. And the and like granted, like Polymanology wasn't in the best shape when he was sparring with him in preparation for the Floyd Mayweather fight. But Conor still is he like he's just an incredible athlete, and like his being able like his like ability to adapt in the different situations is really insane. Yeah. Yeah. He would be tough to take down in basically any form of fighting. I feel like. Yeah. His, his wrestling probably isn't the best, but still like he could definitely hold his own. And also like basically in every, like, I don't know, but yeah, that's basically like this one can be really short if you want it to be. Okay. Yeah. Either way, I don't really have anything. No, I just basically wanted to like do some predictions on what's going to happen and then just get it out. Like it doesn't, ha- this doesn't have to be long at all. Okay. Release it. I'm sh- and like, even just like release it on YouTube or something, but yeah. yeah. Good. And then we can recap them on Sunday, I guess. Yeah, exactly. And I think Timmy will probably, is going to come on on Sunday and wants to talk about stuff. Okay, cool. And then, yeah, cool. All right. Thank you, Joe. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye.